Welcome to the Peace of Me podcast. This is your space for all things peace, positivity, and finding balance to live your best life. Life gets busy and at times it's messy. I'm here to help you clean things up and put peace back in its place. I'll share tips, ideas, interviews, mindset shifts, and fresh perspectives to help you along the way. If you've been listening to this show for some time, then you've heard me talk about how much I love my iced coffee. I drink it year-round and rotate the creamer flavors to keep it fun. In the summer, I would switch between coconut cream and French vanilla, but now that we're shifting seasons, I'll pull cinnamon roll and pumpkin spice out of the archives and into the mix. Once my iced coffee is just the way I like it, I'll add a java sock sleeve to keep it colder for longer. Think coffee koozie. These sleeves keep my cup from sweating and making a total mess. Plus, java socks add a touch of your personality to your cup. Because I love iced coffee so much, I want to give a handful of lucky listeners a free coffee on me. I've partnered with Java Sock to include a pink tie-dye coffee sock with this giveaway. I love the color combination. The pink tie-dye is giving total Barbie vibes. To see the sock, get the contest rules, and for your chance to win, head on over to the Piece of Me podcast Instagram page. I'll also link my Instagram page in the show notes of this episode below so you can have a chance to get a coffee on me. Hi friends, it's Lexi Lee. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new, then welcome back and thanks for coming back to the podcast. The seasons are shifting and it's now September. The thought of cozy flannels, pumpkin flavored everything, if you like that, and cooler temps may have you feeling pretty good. But here in the United States, September also means back to school and all the things that come with it. Sports, crazy schedules, homework, and busy weekends, just to name a few. Now, whether you're a mom or a stepmom, this can be a very busy time for you and your household. Back to school is just stressful. You're going at a completely different speed than you were just a couple of months ago. The calendar is full and you're just trying to balance it all. Now, earlier in the year, I recorded an episode for stepmoms called How to Live Your Best Stepmom Life. Now, in that episode, I shared eight ways to find balance while navigating the stepmom role. And you know what? It was one of my most downloaded episodes, which tells me we have a lot of stepmoms that are listening to the show. So I decided to bring in an expert, somebody who can help both moms and stepmoms slide into the new school season with some ease. So today I am joined by somebody who you might already know, This guest has built an entire community supporting stepmoms, and she's the creator and host of the Radical Stepmom podcast and website. Christina has over 25,000 followers on Instagram, and today she is here on the Piece of Me podcast to support you. I will include all of her links in the show notes section so you can connect with her if you need additional support. Now, I've enjoyed her content for some time, so I was really excited to sit down and record with her. She's real, she's relatable, and she's here to offer some really great tips. So let's take a listen. Well, hello, Christina. Welcome to the Peace of Me podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you, and it's an honor to have you on the podcast. And 
have a little bit of talk around stepmoms and bio moms, which you are both. So I am both. Mm-hmm. You are both. So if you would, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. Um, so my name's Christina. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, which is my full-time job. Um, so the platform, the podcast is not what I do all the time. (laughs) Um, I met my husband when I was 26 and my stepson was just turning three. So was not ready (laughs) for any Uh of that. Um, I was very much happy living alone, doing my own thing. And then of course I fall in love. So things moved pretty quickly after that. Um, about six months later, we're engaged. Six months later, we're married. We have a house. Um, and then about a year after we got married, I, uh, got pregnant with our daughter. So yeah, it kind of just chugged along. And when I was in the thick of, I feel my stepmom journey and trying to figure stuff out, (laughs) um, I became friends with a coworker who was also a stepmom. And her and I hit it off and chatted a lot about our ups and downs. And it was a lot of, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that out loud. That's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. And we thought, you know what, we should like meet other stepmoms. And if you're feeling this, I know there's more of us out there. So then the podcast was born. (laughs) So I started doing episodes and then you know, posting on Instagram to get the word out. And now they kind of have their own individual followings. Um, And that was four years ago. So. Wow. It's already been four years. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And to see, I mean, you have such a community now and thank God that you do, because I think stepmoms, like you said, they need support. And when you find a fellow stepmom, you feel just, you feel supported. You feel validated in a lot of things that you're, that you're thinking and feeling. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't until I met my, actually I have two coworkers that are stepmoms and it wasn't until I met them where I was just like, oh my gosh, like we really are everywhere. We're hiding in the shadows, unfortunately, a lot of times. And, and I think that that's, that was a large part of my motivation and, and pulling women out of, you know, the shadows of, of their family or, you know, just their own guilt or shame or, you know, and, and providing a, that safe, that safe space and, the, I get it. And you're not alone. Um, and of course, you know, being a therapist myself has, has helped, has helped in that too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And nobody ever thinks they're going to be, you know, they're going to grow up one day and be a stepmom, right? Like right. that's not really, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. kind of happens. Nope. You fall in love with a guy and then here you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> just my story too. Yeah. Um, so thinking about, you know, back to school, it's such a busy time of year for both bio moms and step moms. So how can, especially step moms, we have both listening to this podcast, obviously you're both, how do we kind of take the stress out for both bio moms and step moms? Mm-hmm. I think that the, my first consideration is that it's just inherently a st- stressful time and to just kind of accept and, and embrace that in a way and to not aim to just make it not stressful at all. Right. Like, and it, it can be like a good stress, you know, and I think that that's kind of what I focus on is the things that I enjoy about being back to school. Like I personally 
have a tradition of, all right, let's go like grab a new backpack. Let's find a cute little lunchbox. Let's, you know, the things that, um, I know I grew up kind of getting excited for, um, and, you know, meeting the teacher. And then I think depending upon your role in being a stepmom, right? Like, I feel like there's a spectrum of how involved you want to be. And I think before back to school even starts, kind of taking a pulse on that and, and assessing and really asking yourself, what do I really want to be involved in? And what do I not want to be involved in? Um, do I really want to go to all these events? Do I really want to do the school shopping? Do I really want to, you know, and be okay with that. And then talk to your partner and, and say like, this is what I've come up with because when we're pushing ourselves to be involved in things that we're not really in it, right. We're not really wanting to be in it. That's the recipe for resentment. Right. And then Mm -hmm. time goes on and on and then you're getting more frustrated and you're more stressed out. And so I think, you know, I personally, even before my daughter, because, you know, bio moms are here and stepmoms are here, you know, listening, I was a stepmom first. Um, so I'll always kind of have that hat on first and then I became a bio mom. So I feel like that really offers a different, you know, lens that I look through. Um, but before my daughter, I would help my stepson with certain things. And, um, then there were certain things that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. That's not Mm -hmm. something that I want to do. And it took me a while to really, to really embrace my own voice and that I could say no and have that not mean that I'm a bad stepmom because I would feel guilty. Oh, I should be doing this. I should show up. If I'm not doing this, then I'm not being seen as the, like I'm fighting to be seen in this role. But if I don't show up in this way, you know, it's like 14 steps back. Right. And I feel like I had to preserve my mental health a lot more. So again, you know, like assessing what you really want to be involved in and then know that if you're choosing to be involved in those things, there will be stress, but you know, that's seeing that happier side of it or that exciting side of it. Um, at least you're investing in something that's going to be good for you and not lead to resentment. Mm -hmm. And I think you bring up such a good point of kind of deciding what it is you want to get involved in before that happens. So the communication is open. So your partner knows Mm -hmm. where you're going to be showing up, but you're also saying, you know, I I either do want to help with these things when it comes to back to school or I don't. So you're just kind of setting the bar. And like you said, kind of just avoiding the resentment that can, that can certainly come because it is, it's a Mm -hmm. weird space to be in. You know, I think Mm -hmm. women just want to take a lot on. We tend to take a lot on our plate because we can do it all. And then, you know, we're, we're trying to help the partner. We're trying to show support. We're trying to love our stepkids. And it's, then we just get so deep into it that it's like, we feel like we can't get out of it. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And we, you know, think that because we don't want to do these things that there's something wrong with us or something. And, um, you know, like you said, like communicating with your partner and talking about your feelings and then maybe answering the why I don't want to be involved in this. Right. Like, you know, there was a conversation that my husband had had several years ago where I was like, I don't want to be packing his lunches. And my husband was like, well, like, why is that a big thing to you? Thinking that it was, you know, me just not wanting to help out or be a part of it or to do something for my stepson, which it wasn't the case. The case was he's old enough to pack his own lunches and I want to teach him how to do that. And he can be responsible for himself. 
And after we had that conversation, my husband was like, oh, okay. Instead of jumping to that defensiveness, right? So I think having Mm -hmm. a lot of conversations and keeping that, you know, the the field open to be, to be talking about, about the why um, is definitely necessary too. Yeah. And I think, you know, whether you're, you know, obviously if you're a stepmom too, there's so many different dynamics in the stepmom life, which the podcast is not about like step families, which your podcast is, which is amazing mm-hmm. because again, people need that support. But it's funny because as a stepmom, you know, I did do an episode a while ago and it was one of my most listened to. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. now that it's back to school, like both moms and bio moms, we have to, we have to support them. But, you know, especially as a step parent, there's just so much that, you know, you don't, if you have a high conflict bio mom, if you have a mom who maybe is very involved with school, and then mm-hmm. you're thinking, do I go to the parent teacher conferences? You know, do I help with the studying and the homework or do I let dad do that? Like it's mm-hmm. definitely kind of a, a dance of who's going to do what first mm-hmm. and who helps where. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a yeah. balance. Yeah. And, and even in, you know, just being the biological mom too, like, you know, we get into these gender roles and the emotional labor of planning and doing all these things. Right. And my advice is still the same. Communicate with your partner and say, I don't want to be the one responsible for doing all these things. How can we divide and conquer? How can we, you know, or, or I do want to be doing these things, right? Like I tell my husband, I obviously really like to shop. So going back to school shopping is not, that doesn't feel like a burden to me. That's enjoyable, but I do want things to be, you know, held, uh, you know, as a partner, there are things that I want us both to do together and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and to realize, I think too, like back to school, it's like a transition for everyone. You know, my Mm -hmm. daughter starts kindergarten in September, which is wild to me. So I'm going to be very sad, but also very happy for her. Um, And I think that there's different emotions too for everyone and that my experience is going to be different than hers. Um, And just that it, it, it's, it's going to take a little bit for everyone to get back into the swing of things um, and to be patient with one another and to be gentle with yourself, um, I think is very important. Yeah. I agree. I, I do. I love what you say. Just, you know, deciding what you want to sign up for basically when it comes to the back to school stuff. Now, another thing that um, you, you always hear the term, whether it's stepmom life or whether it's, I feel like anything in life, the term self-care has just become, it, it's just, it's, it's everywhere, which I think mm-hmm. is good that we're, you know, addressing that, Hey, we all need to kind of take a step back and, and evaluate how we're doing and what we need. But you know, when it comes to self-care, especially as a stepmom, it's a whole, it's something in its own. So mm-hmm. can you kind of speak to what maybe self-care looks like for you and how you kind of make time for that in the busy mom life? Yeah. It's funny. Um, I actually just had this discussion in my private community. We did a whole virtual date to talk about self-care and, and if we are actually doing what we think we're doing when we're doing quote self-care, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it took me a while to figure out that bubble baths are not my thing. (laughs) And, you know, I don't always feel rejuvenated when I, you know, go get my nails done. Like to me, those things are sure they are little luxuries and little things that I can do to pamper myself. But I think really self-care is like something that I invest in every day, meaning I will say no sometimes right? I will put up a boundary. Um, I will speak up and voice my needs. I will invest in my friendships and, you know, 
invest in the parts of me that aren't a mom and aren't a stepmom and aren't a wife or a friend, right? Um, and those are the things that I really turn towards when I'm feeling more depleted or when I'm feeling a little lost. Um, and I think that like you were saying, like the media talks a lot about self-care, self-care, go to yoga, you know, which is all great things, but I think there's more to it that you have to dig a little deeper. Um, and because I know me putting up a boundary and expressing my needs, um, or, you know, sharing with my husband, how I'm feeling is way better for my mental health than if I were to just go, you know what, I'm going to leave the house and I'm going to go for a run. Right. Like I feel like I, it, it can be beneficial and absolutely exercise helps your mental health and emotional health. Sure. But I think it's important to look at what you're doing as self-care and go, is this actually avoidance or is this actually replenishing? Um, and then from that, you know, from you answering that you can go, okay, then this is actually a part of my self-care and it's different for everyone. But that was kind of my aha moment where I'm going, I'm actually running away from the problem when I could be facing it head on and going, Hey, this isn't working for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to speak up about it. It's a really good point. Yeah. Are you just trying to get out of the house to, you know, have that break or target target is a great place to run to, but (laughs) like, I gotta, you know, save money sometimes. Exactly. No, I, mine, for me, it's Marshall's. So I, I oh, yeah. can oh, understand yeah. that one. Yeah. I mean, that and home goods, I'll be lost for hours. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So, um, you know, okay. So you kind of just talked about like how you make it a priority. And it sounds like your, your husband, like he's aware that you're going to need to take these breaks. And obviously it sounds like he's very supportive of that. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, we have, we have this kind of understanding, you know, we both check in with each other where, you know, it it might be like on a Monday or Tuesday and we go, Hey, what are we doing this weekend? Like, let's talk about it. What do you need? What do you want to get done? And, you know, for me, it's often, I would love to get out of the house without a kid attached to me. And I would love to go hang out with a girlfriend. Um, and my husband is like, okay, cool. When do you want to do that? And then I'll say, okay, when do you want to get out of the house? And he'll say, okay, I want to go golfing on Sunday. And I'm like, great. And, you know, he'll go golfing super early in the morning. So he's back by the time, you know, the kids and I are getting up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he gets his time and I get our, I get my time. And I think that that has been a really great way for us to really take care of each other and to honor the people that we are outside of our homes. And that makes us better parents and partners when we come back home. I love that. Yeah. The balance. Yeah. It's not just about us, but also how can I help you and give you that break that you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So thinking about, um, you know, again, kind of that back to school session and just, this is a busy time, but how, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have good communication with your husband. How do, how do moms communicate with their partners when it comes to, you know, maybe feeling taken advantage of when the school year happens? And I guess probably more so for step parents of, you know, they're, they want to help, they want to support. And I, you kind of already answered this, but is there a way for them to best communicate so that they don't feel like that resentment that you talked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I think the first step is getting really aware and in tune with how you're personally feeling. Right. And the way that you, the, the way that you do that, right. Is asking yourself these questions of like, what do I feel comfortable with? What do I want my partner to understand or know or hear me out? Right. Um, the, more aware you are of yourself, the more articulate you are going to be to communicate that to your partner, right? So that's kind of like my step one. Um, Step two is when you do have a conversation with your partner, is it the right time to have that conversation? 
Is it right before you guys go to bed? Is it after a stressful day? Is it, you know, first thing in the morning and everyone is buzzing around and getting on with their day? Um, Really being aware of their timing and honoring your partner's timing and mental space. And if they have the, if they have the capacity to have that type of conversation, um, there's been plenty of times I've wanted to have, I've had a lot on my chest and I would push my husband and he's just like, uh, overwhelmed and it just wasn't the right time. And I didn't set him up for success. I didn't set up us up for success. Right. So, and, uh, you know, considering the timing and then create the time. So whether it's saying something like, Hey babe, I have something I'd love to talk to you about. It's been kind of weighing on me. When is a good time? Can you let me know either tonight, maybe tomorrow, you know, you're giving them the flexibility of, to choose, but you're also giving a limitation and then you're giving them a heads up a little bit of, you know, what you might want to talk about. So they're prepared, mm-hmm. right? And then they can say, okay, sure. Um, how about tonight after dinner? Great. Sounds good. And then you sit down and you've already done that kind of homework where you have what you'd like to chat about and you can, you know, drop it lightly of, Hey, so I'm really, you know, nervous about the upcoming school year. I'm finding myself worrying about X, Y, and Z. And, you know, my personality trait is I feel like I'm going to take this all on and then I'm going to get overwhelmed and resentful about it. So can we talk about this and, you know, figure out how to do it together? Right. So like just in, in that packaging in that way, you're owning how you feel. You're kind of stating of the problem, but it's outside of yourself, right? You're not saying it's their problem. You're not saying it's necessarily your problem. It's I'm feeling this way. How can we do this together? Mm-hmm. Right? Cause I think oftentimes, you know, we get into this cycle where our partners might get defensive or, or might feel just really dismissive of your feelings. And, you know, I, there's, that's a whole other million podcast episodes of unpacking mm-hmm. that. Right. But <laughs> But I think that, you know, the way that you package it, the way that you present it, allowing them to have the opportunity to really hear you out and saying what you need up front. I think that's such a big thing because if to gender norm, you know, and heteroize this, this, you know, uh, for a moment, like men in particular want to fix things. Mm -hmm. They're like, where's the problem? Okay, I'll just fix it. And women often don't want to hear, okay, fine. You don't want to do this. I'll just do it right? Mm-hmm. You don't want like the all or nothing type of thing. It's, can you sit with this with me and say, oh, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And you come up with a solution together. Um, so that's kind of my three step <laughs> to having it. those kinds of conversations. Yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, again, it just goes back to that inner work. And that's why I tell stepmoms all the time, like get really, really aware of how you're feeling and why, because it'll prepare you to have those harder conversations with your partner. And it sounds like it's about kind of taking like a team approach to it. Oh yeah. Instead of just, you know, this is me and this is you, but we're in this together. We're in this whole situation to create the best environment for the kids anyway. So let's Mm -hmm. look at this as a team approach. Yeah. Well, and and it's just, it's just received a lot differently than if you were to go to your partner and be like, Hey, I'm going to do all this and you're not going to do anything. And you're just going to let me do all of this. And, you know, it, of course, our partners are going to get defensive. And, mm-hmm. you know, what you might be saying is absolutely true. Right. But mm-hmm. if you really want to be heard, then, you know, you need to lead with respect. And if you don't want to feel taken advantage of, then you have to voice what you need. Because though I wish our partners were mind readers, they really aren't. And mm-hmm. though I know that I do a lot of things the right way or better than my husband or whatever, like, 
I always tell him, I'm like, that's not a good reason to have me do it all. <laughs> and for that not to happen, you know, cause my husband's always like, oh, you have it handled. You have it handled. You're so good at organizing. You're so good at, you know, like paying attention to things and whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But that doesn't mean that I have to do it all. <laughs> right. And as women, it's hard because we like things, a lot of us, not everybody, but like things done a certain way. I mean, like my, my husband, I call my husband, my fiance, but like he'll clean the house, but he doesn't clean the house. Like I like you the, clean house, the house. Like, yeah. Right? yeah, it's different. <laughs> I'm like, well, you missed a spot. You didn't get this thing over here. But, and I also think what you're saying is to really think about how, what you're saying is being received. You know, if that was being said to you, how would you like it to come out? And then mm-hmm. kind of think about, well, because you probably know how they're going to respond anyway. You know your partner better than anybody. Mm-hmm. So when you're delivering that or wanting to have that conversation, yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely important. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, um, you know, when it comes to, especially homework, I mean, this is kind of a, a little bit similar, but with step parents, when it comes to homework, studying, or just kind of trying to keep the children accountable with schoolwork, again, this is one of those areas where as a step parent, you you know, you don't want to overstep, but you want to help. And, you know, depending on the dynamic with the parents. So how does a step parent kind of find their place when it comes to all these things and wanting to see their stepchild be successful in the school year? Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I, when it comes to the parenting side of our relationships, it can always get a little sticky. Right. And, um, I think, Uh, first recognizing that our different parenting styles are different parenting styles. And often we parent by the way we were parented, either Mm -hmm. good or bad. Right. Um, So first having a conversation with your partner about what your parenting style is and what you want to instill in your kids and what you want to instill in your home. Are you a home that when the kids come home from school, they have a snack and then they sit down at the table all together and they do their homework and then they can go play. Um, What are the expectations for the kids? Because your first line of defense in in, in um, making those expectations, like following through with them, is you and your partner have to be on the same page. Because the worst thing is when a stepmom is trying to, hey, you need to do your homework before you go play your video game. And then your partner says, oh, no, it's fine. Right? Getting mm-hmm. undermined in front of the kids is like a stab to the heart and your stepmom role. Right? Yes. So you know, having that conversation with your partner of, Hey, school year starting. We don't really know yet what the homework load is going to be for all the kids. And, you know, it gets especially tricky when different kids have different levels of homework and different loads of it. You know, they have different teachers and one kid might have nothing. The other kid might like, what is, you know, the game plan there. And to hear from your partner specifically of, you know, what is important to them and what they value. Are you going to be the homework house? Or are you going to be the more lenient house and talking about why it's important to you or why it's not important to you, really understanding your partner's perspective and having them understand yours and then coming up with a plan and asking your partner, what, how do you see me playing a part in this? Do you feel comfortable with me saying, Hey, you guys, you know, put your stuff down. You got to do homework now. Or do you want to be the one responsible for that? If I'm the first one home Do you want them to start their homework only when you come home? If you don't want me saying that, right? Like talking about the different scenarios. So, you know, ahead of time and the, the goal there or the agreement moving forward is you to support each other in front of the kids. 
right? And always, but especially in front of the kids when you're trying to establish these expectations of what that is to look like. And, you know, well, if it, if the kids have like extracurriculars and you don't get home till really late, how do we talk about homework? Like, you know, all the different, all the different things. Um, but it all starts with the two of you being on the same page Mm -hmm. and hearing from your partner of how involved they expect you to be. And then your counter of, yes, I feel comfortable with that, or actually I don't feel comfortable with that, or I might feel comfortable with that if this happens, right? But I think a lot of times we get into this spiral of despair because we have not established expectations and it just, we just go in blind. Um, And then it isn't until we know more where we're like, oh, actually this isn't working. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've heard once um, people will say like with common sense that what's common sense to you is not common sense to somebody else. So, you know, with your partner, you might be thinking, well, of course, homework is a priority if that's how you feel. And you might assume that your partner feels that way, too. But until you have that conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not like you said, maybe they can get to the homework later in the night or even as a bio mom, I would think that. Just making, as you guys are figuring out, you know, the school year is, Mm -hmm. all right, let's figure out what is important, what needs to, what needs to happen. So Mm -hmm. let me ask you this. If let's say we have a step parent who has maybe been in this role for a couple of years now and maybe didn't have this conversation a couple of years ago and now Mm -hmm. it's year two or three and, you know, the school year is picking back up and how does a step parent who did not establish these expectations have this conversation is it too late to kind of figure out where we're going to parent and how we're going to do that Mm -hmm. absolutely not too late no I think going back to you know my three-step process about how to have a conversation with your partner right it's you know realizing hey I didn't like the way that this happened several years ago or the way that this has been happening these are the reasons why I'm wondering how you feel about it you know I think I think when you are trying to change up how things have been and you're, you feel you're the one bringing up the quote issue, right? It can feel like you're the problem. <laughs> it can feel like it's your fault or if you were to just be okay with this, everything would be fine. But to combat that, I think, you know, getting curious with your partner and asking them, how do you feel this is gone, Right how do you feel this is gone? Do you think that last year was, you know, successful? Do you think the arguments that we had with the kids every night about doing homework felt good? (laughs) Right. And to really bring them into your space. And even if they're not completely on board at first, what you're doing there is communicating. I would like to do something different. Can we start having a conversation about this? And it may not get resolved in that original argument in that first argument Mm -hmm. or conversation, hopefully. Right. But to have it um, at least be the start of something where you can say, after assessing the past couple of years, this isn't working for me. How would you feel if we started doing this? Right. And Mm -hmm. if we did do this, this might be how we could do it. I love that. I love that because people might feel like with whatever topic, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be back to school, but it could be how we did the holidays. It could be anything. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, well, I'm too in too deep now. How are Mm. we going to undo the damage and how do we get this train back on the tracks? Yeah. I I always tell stepmoms, you know, you didn't know what you didn't know. 
right? And so now if you are at a point where you have a little bit more information, you are a hundred percent entitled to start changing the status quo, right? And it might be uncomfortable for people because they got used to how you were showing up. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to be a sustainable, a sustainable relationship, a thriving family, you have to, you know, really assess what's working for you and be able to change that. If it's not, you are a hundred percent entitled to do that, no matter how long you've been doing it. I love that. Yeah. Cause I do think a lot of stepmoms feel that they have no control in the situation and they just have to kind of accept what's already in place by bio mom yeah. and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and of course, if people are going to be uncomfortable with it, right, because it might be, you know, inconvenient for them or whatever, and go into the change knowing that that might happen and not seeing that as, oh, I should probably just back down and just keep doing it. Right. See mm-hmm. it as, oh, yeah, there's there's resistance. Of course, there's resistance. That's OK. But mm-hmm. I know that I need to continue advocating for myself for my own mental health self-care right yes and yes. and to not see it as um a defeat mm-hmm. so how do how i guess how to step parents how to step moms trying to navigate all this how do they you know we kind of talked about how how step moms maybe need more support from their their spouses or their partners but how do they get more support from them from the like, partner from the partner yeah i mean I think, you know, it comes down to a lot of like where your partner's at and their own emotional intelligence and their own level of curiosity, right? And going back to that expectation, um, you know, I, I've talked to, unfortunately, a lot of stepmoms that they just feel that their partner will never understand mm-hmm. um, or never want to understand. And I actually did a post on this recently that understanding never doesn't always have to be the goal right? We don't always need our partners to understand our experience hundred percent. I will never understand my husband's experience hundred mm-hmm. percent, but what I can do is create, you know, a space for validation and curiosity. And if my husband is hurting in a certain way, I care about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what a lot of stepmoms are wanting from their partners is for, is to be heard mm-hmm. and for them to not get defensive and take it personally and to just say, wow, I, I hear you and I'm sorry that this is your experience and, you know, how can I help you through this, right? You don't have to understand it to have empathy. Mm-hmm. Or agree you know? with it, right? You don't have to or agree, agree with, with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Just... so I think, you know, creating more and more opportunities to have really honest conversations with your partner, mm-hmm. right? And to be more open to providing these little windows into your world, right? Mm -hmm. Like things, little things that I do with my husband, um, you know, when my stepson comes home and he gives me a hug and he says, hi mom, like, um, how was your day or whatever? And, you know, give him a hug back and he walks away and I just like, I'm beaming. Right. Mm -hmm. And my husband's just like, what? And I'm like, that means a lot to me. Absolutely. And he's like, Okay. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, because in his mind, he sees, well, you're his mom and you've been in his life forever. And he does this all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the big deal? And I have to tell him, I'm never going to take that for granted. It is always going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Right. And it makes him think, huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then when there's things that hurt my feelings or there's things that I get frustrated with, whether, you know, my husband doesn't tell me about, you know, a conversation that he had with his ex. And I'm like, um, 
when were you going to share that with me? And he goes, oh, I don't understand. Like I was going to get to it eventually. And then I have to take that moment and go, okay, I know that this may not seem like a big deal to you, but for me, it makes me feel X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always need to be really big. It's just those little windows of, Hey, can you please consider this as part of my, a a part of my experience? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of stepmoms that have their partners follow me on social media or they send them my podcast episodes mm-hmm. of like, hey, this is exactly what I've been trying to share with you. Getting creative, you know, um, Stepmom Magazine. <laughs> There's sure. lots of different resources out there now, um, fortunately. So I think, I think the biggest thing is if your partner is open to learning more and getting curious. If you continuously feel shut down, I don't think that the problem is a blended family issue. The problem is a relationship issue. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is where you start. Right. I agree. I agree. And not to gender role either, but I do see women as we're the ones that seek out the resources, you know, we'll read the books. We listen to the podcasts, you know, we'll join the communities. We'll do all the things, what, Mm -hmm. whatever situation, whereas men just not always, Mm -hmm. not all of them, but they'll, not so much, you know, but I mm-hmm. like that being creative yeah. and here's the resources. Cause I think they do need to hear it sometimes from somebody else besides the stepmom. Cause it probably yeah. gets a little bit, you know, they've yeah. heard it enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so probably gets a little old. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell it to my husband too, where, you know, him and I are talking about a, how to handle something with my daughter, like a behavioral thing or something. And I'm like, well, I've been doing some research and I want to approach it this way and blah, blah, blah. And then my husband's like, well, I don't know about that. Blah, blah. And I'm like, look, if you go and do your own research and you read a book or you read an article or you listen to a podcast, you're following someone awesome on Instagram, then you can come to me and talk about it. But if you're only coming from your childhood experience and this is the way it's always been done, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Like, I love that. Come to the table with your own, or you just got to listen to me because. <laughs> well, you have supporting evidence. That's I'm the doing, difference. Yeah, exactly. So yep. I've got the yes. proof to say yeah. this is the way we should do it. Absolutely. I love that. Yep. Now, I, this is not something I was planning on asking you, but since becoming a bio mom, do you feel your role as a stepmom has changed or maybe your perspective on it? Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, in really good ways, in really interesting ways, in ways I could not have predicted. Um, I mean, I was worried at first, you know, how my stepson would feel about his new sister. And that's still, I feel like a transition every time he comes home because he's the only child in one home. And then he has to share, you know, time, attention, space with his little sister. Um, But, you know, I find myself the things that I used to care about, the things that I would really like the hills I would really want to die on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care about those things anymore. Um, and it's not necessarily because they still don't get to me or that I, they're not on my mind or that I sincerely don't care. Mm-hmm. It's, I just don't have the bandwidth anymore. And, um, you know, I have had to really separate and go, you know what? My daughter only has two parents. She only has one mom. And that's me. Mm -hmm. My stepson has two fully functioning parents to take care of him, to, you know, make decisions and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm, which I would not have felt this way early on. Sometimes I am completely okay just being a support to my husband and not necessarily being a hundred big, a hundred, you know, support to my stepson where I say, 
Sure. You can absolutely talk to me about this issue that you and bio mom are talking about. Yeah. Talk to me about it. Okay, sure. Well, here's my two cents, but I don't get as invested in it as I Mm -hmm. used to, um, which has been great for my mental health, (laughs) (laughs) but I know that I was not ready to be in that space before I had my daughter. Do you ever feel guilty with kind of that seesaw balance of like when to, like when you need to kind of take a step back? Like, yeah, do you ever feel I, guilty with that or? I think there's guilt present, but I kind of catch myself in that, in that I may not be showing up for him in this way, but I show up for him in a lot of other ways mm-hmm. and that he never sees it. He never sees me step back. Mm-hmm. And I talk to stepmoms about disengaging and, you know, um, you know, taking those steps back. And when I do that, it's never really something my stepson notices. It's oftentimes an emotional disengagement where I can't lose sleep over thinking about the emails that need to get written. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead my stepson sees me, you know, help him, you know, with his homework or we do projects together or we go to the park or I choose the ways in which I do want to show up mm-hmm. and the ways in which that are causing me mental distress or worse, causing me distress within my relationship. Mm-hmm. That's where I check myself. If my husband and I are continuously bickering about blended issues or his ex, that's where I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose my husband over this hill that I'm fighting for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you bring up a really good point, which is you can show up for your stepkids in so many ways that shows them how much you care about them and how much you support them or how much you love them. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's making their favorite meals, doing their laundry, cleaning up their room before they come back on transition day, just yep. so you don't have to be so fully engaged, but you can do all these other things and it's still showing them that you care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been in my stepson's life since he was three. He doesn't know a time before me mm-hmm. and I have been consistent throughout his entire life. I've been consistent in the way that I've showed up. Um, the way in which I show up between me and my, between my husband and I, or between the other parents, right. Um, has changed, mm-hmm. but like, I'm always there for him and he doesn't sense anything different. And I think that that, that has been um, my most success, right. Mm-hmm. And being able to try and find that balance. And when I do pull back to not feel guilty for that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And one of the things I mentioned earlier, and I know that, you know, we're talking about the school year, but for me anyway, it always seems like the the second half of the year tends to fly by. And I mentioned, you know, holidays and the stress that comes with holidays and we're mm-hmm. really jumping ahead here, but we've got, you know, after September, you know, once we get back to the school year and, and the school sports and things just fly by on the yeah. calendar. So then you've got Halloween, you've got Thanksgiving, you right. got the holidays. It starts to move really quickly. So kind of thinking ahead, do you have any uh, like tips or any ideas on how like stepmoms can balance the holidays? Because I know that's a really tricky time too. Mm-hmm. Get support. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe uh, some wine, right? <laughs> some, yeah, get support and some wine. I think, um, you know, and checking your expectations, right? Like stepmom or bio mom aside, there's so much pressure to make the holidays magical and to, you know, be the best mom ever and have all the, and I think, 
you know, like I said earlier, to make sure that you are participating in a way that feels good and that doesn't lead to resentment. And then talking about those expectations to your partner. Again, that's, there's a theme here, communicating with your partner, right? Um, and to have a plan. I think that because we're stepmoms, we feel like we, there's so much out of our control and we cling to the things that we feel are giving us some sort of control. And to me personally, that's planning things and knowing what to expect. Um, so I'm the type of stepmom January 1st, I have my calendar out and I'm highlighting all of our custody time and I know when we're going to have them on what holidays. And I know when we're going to have to negotiate times and when we're going to have to send an email like that to me makes me feel in control and prepared. Um, so, you know, like for this year, we don't have him for Thanksgiving, but we have him for Christmas. So I know that that's going to look different. And, you know, does that mean we're going to travel when we just have my daughter? Like it just, it, there's all these different things to consider, but I think how do I want to show up talking about those expectations with my partner and then planning and then, knowing that it's not always going to go the way that you want it to and having that be a part of the plan. That's a part of the plan. Great. Yeah. That's great advice. Like don't expect it to go as planned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plan for the unexpected. I love that. Now as the host and creator of Radical Stepmoms and this amazing large community that you've built up Mm -hmm. to support them, um, I'm sure you get probably all the questions asked of you all the time, but what questions do you get asked the most? Hmm. The biggest one is if um, my husband's ex knows about my platform. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so does she? <laughs> she does not. No, no, she does not. And, you know, the day might come when she does and that'll be fine. And I'm sure there will be words. Um, but, you know, in the beginning, like I said, you know, starting this podcast was cathartic for me and it was my own form of therapy. But as time went on, I found that hearing other stepmom stories and, you know, offering supports and having guests and it just became something so much bigger than my own experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what I embrace now and that I appreciate about it is that it's not just about me and my family and my role as stepmom. It is my goal has become to empower other stepmoms to hear from each other, to know that they're not alone. Um, so if she ever finds out, (laughs) that'll be a conversation, but it's so much bigger than, than that topic. So, Mm -hmm. um, I usually don't even answer that question anymore when I get asked. (laughs) Yeah. It probably just gets, yeah, again, how many times you're going to be asked that, but you're so careful. I mean, you don't ever, you know, I, if, if, for those that, if they're not following you, I'm sure they're going to, but you know, there's always like the funny joke of the banana, you know, like yeah. the ongoing banana that goes back and forth between the houses, but you're mm-hmm. so careful about not sharing too much. You know, you're still mm-hmm. very private about details so that, I mean, there's really not, you know, you're sharing your experiences. You're right. not sharing, you know, yeah, necessarily absolutely. your stepson. So yeah, you're yeah. Really private about that. Yeah. Other than that, the questions I often get are, you know, particular to their own experience or, um, just, you know, how I do it and stay sane. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask, is there anything else maybe that you'd like to share, whether as a bio mom or as a stepmom, as we kind of navigate the second half of the year here and words of wisdom? 
you know, I think we can, we get sucked into all the different parts of our lives, right? We're focused on our relationship, we're focused on our relationship with the stepkids and what our family means and, and how we fit into it. And our confidence is so, you know, heavily weighed into how we're, you know, welcomed into our home or, and I think often stepmoms lose themselves in this role and it's really important to take care of that woman you were before, right? And to stay in touch with her and to invest in her and to see that this role is just another part of you, right? And it can feel all consuming. It can feel like everything is weighing on this. And we have to compartmentalize a little bit to make it more sustainable. We have to pick it apart so we can chew on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can't take it all at once. And um, I think that that is one of the biggest encouragements I give to stepmoms is to, if you are feeling completely overwhelmed in all these areas of your life, turn inward and go, what do I need to do for myself? Right? Like go back to your core of who you are, what you value um, and your beliefs of your visions and your goals and all of that and really hold it up to where you are now and praise yourself for how far you've come or go, you know what, maybe this isn't in line with who I thought I'd be. How can I, uh, how can I influence this to be something I'm more proud of? Right? Like we can't fix it all. The only thing we can control is ourselves. So when we're losing ourselves in it, we we just have to, you know, turn inward and, and find ourselves again. That's great advice. Sure. Mm. Thank you so much. So where can people find yeah. you? Yeah. So, um, I am on Instagram at radical stepmoms podcast. It's also the website radical stepmoms Um, my little slogan there is what I'm a lot more than a podcast. So we have, um, I have the IG and then I do one-on-one sessions. So I do sessions with stepmoms. I also do sessions with couples. I have, um, topic specific workshops. I have a private community and, um, every once in a while I get the itch to go travel and I do, um, in-person meetups. (laughs) So I get to hang out with you guys. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, um, a lot of fun and on all of that information can be found on my website or you can talk to me through Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Christina, yeah. thank you so much for joining us Yay. on the podcast today. This is going to help a lot of moms and a lot of stepmoms. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Before you go, I need your help. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, scroll all the way down and give the Piece of Me podcast a positive rating and review. You can also support the podcast by subscribing to this show on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you listen. To stay connected, follow the Piece of Me podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and at the website peaceofmepodcast.com.